Welcome to the Real Life English Podcast, where we help dedicated English learners just like you cultivate the courage, the confidence, and the skills that you need to understand real life native English, to communicate clearly with people from all around the world, and to make your life an epic global adventure. Now, are you ready to go beyond the classroom and start living your English? Can I get an aw, yeah? So we spend one third of our life sleeping, and it's no wonder that there are so many great words we use instead of sleep in English. And by learning them, you can be more specific about the way that you describe your sleep. We also use heaps of expressions related to sleep that can be confusing if you don't know them. So by listening to this podcast, you'll learn and understand lots of new expressions. And if you head on over to our Instagram at reallife.english, you'll learn phrasal verbs we use related to sleep too. So make sure you check that out as soon as you finish listening to this podcast. Yeah, boys and girls, citizens of the world, this is Ethan from Real Life English, where we believe that listening to podcasts is a fun, natural, convenient, and dreamy way to learn English. So download this podcast and listen to it while you're stuck in traffic, talking in your sleep, sleepwalking, or even waking up from your afternoon nap. Oh uh, yeah, I'm joined here in the virtual Barcelona studio, as always, by the lovely Andrea. How's it going, Andrea? It's going well, thank you. I'm very excited for today's podcast. Me too. I've been a little bit obsessed with the topic of sleep this year, so uh, I think that this is a very fitting subject for that obsession. Definitely. And it's really interesting. Like, There's so many different words that we use, and we do like to talk about sleep a lot as well. Like, It's just a natural thing. You know, when you wake up, you're like, oh, did you sleep well? It's like a general question we tend to ask. That's true. That's very true. And did you have an afternoon nap today? No, I haven't had one yet. Maybe I'll have one later. It's still a little bit early. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I always enjoy that after lunch with a full stomach, having like a 20-minute cat nap can be really relieving. Well, you're getting ahead of yourself, Ethan. Maybe we shouldn't reveal too many of our words just yet. (laughs) Yeah, we're definitely getting ahead of ourselves. So before we get into today's main topic, where you'll learn some of the terms that we've said and more, we have a shout out for a very special listener and app user. So today's shout out is from Najma Ahmed, who says, it's a good way of experiencing new things. I like this app because it always has something convenient. It's powerful and motivation for people who are learning English, and it's pretty generous for giving tips for learning English. It provides the best experience and easiest way of leveling up your English learning journey. It is a fun way of learning. This app is an enormous connection to the global world. It makes me feel like I am in a family. It's a great app and I highly recommend it. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Najma, for giving us a stellar five-star review on the app. So if you, dear listener, want us to shout you out, you can do the same, download the app, start using it. You can listen to the podcast with full transcripts, get all of the vocabulary, even the ones that we don't define for you here in the podcast. So that can be really useful for you. 
And if you use it and you enjoy it, then leave us a five-star review in the app store that you use, and we could shout you out just like Najma. And if you aren't using the app yet, you can also leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and that's another way for us to find you and shout you out. And the great thing about this is you're helping other people from all around the world to discover real-life English and have fun learning with us. So that said, before we get into today's main topic, we have a very special kick-ass quote. Yeah, so today's quote comes from Matthew Walker, who wrote a book called Why We Sleep, which I believe we've both been reading, right? I haven't finished it yet, Mm -hmm. but um, it's definitely a really interesting one if you want to learn more about why we sleep, like the benefits of it, just the the science behind it. It's really mind-blowing how important sleep is and how much of our society... We, we've gotten to a point where we really undervalue it. And it's like the big difference between being productive, not being productive, being focused, not being focused, being healthy and not being healthy. So it's like really the number one thing, even before exercise or food, the number one thing that you can do for your health and for your general like happiness, well-being, productivity is to get more sleep and better quality of sleep. So I think he he goes like really deep into it in that book. And for me, it was very enlightening. It's definitely something I'm recommending to everyone that they read. Definitely. So this quote goes like this. Sleep is the Swiss army knife of health. When sleep is deficient, there is sickness and disease. And when sleep is abundant, there is vitality and health. Wow. So what does he mean by it's the Swiss army knife of health? Yeah. So a Swiss army knife is like, it's that knife that you can do so many things with, right? So like if you go out in the wild or like, you know, if you go out camping and things like that, it's a really handy thing to have on you because if you need some help in a moment, it's it's something that will be really useful. Yeah. So when you say something is the Swiss army knife of something, this is the case here, sleep is the Swiss army knife of health. It's something that's useful in many different aspects, right? Mm. So in that book too, he like goes into every of the different aspects and it pretty much improves every aspect of your health. So he says when it's deficient, what does it mean if something is deficient? So if something is deficient, it means, well, it's the opposite of abundance, isn't it? If you have something in abundance, Mm -hmm. you have a lot of it. But if something is deficient, you lack it. So you don't have enough of it. Right. And what's vitality? Maybe that's a word people won't have heard before. Mm. So vitality, I don't know. I I just remember this is really weird. I remember this... um, commercial on tv growing up which was for like a butter or margarine and they used all this word and just the (laughs) sunshine so like when i see the word vitality i just think of the sunshine you know feeling good and having lots of energy and everything exactly so do you want to read it one last time now that they know all the different words and expressions there sure sleep is the swiss army knife of health when sleep is deficient there is sickness and disease and when sleep is abundant there is vitality and health. Oh, yeah. And I think that is the perfect segue into today's topic, all about expressions and words related to sleep. Hey there, Real Lifer. Have you downloaded the Real Life English app yet? On the app, 
Andrea and I will guide you beyond the classroom to live, learn, and even speak English in the real world. So how do we do this? To start with, you can listen to the Real Life English Podcast and Beyond Borders Talk Show, even this very episode, with digital transcripts so that you can follow along and develop your listening fluency. Plus, check dozens of definitions of all the most difficult vocabulary, idioms, phrasal verbs, slang, and so much more that you won't find anywhere else or in any other podcast. And how would you like to develop real-life speaking confidence at the touch of a button by speaking with other learners while making friends across cultures? Sounds like a dream, right? Well, now with the Real Life app, it will be a dream come true. Download the app to listen to our podcast with transcripts and definitions whenever and wherever you want and speak with people from all around the world. What are you waiting for? Join our global community today by clicking the link in the description of this podcast or by going to www.reallifeglobal.com slash app, that's A-P-P, or simply search for the Real Life English app in the Google Play or Apple App Store today and let us guide you beyond the classroom to live and learn and speak English in the real world. Ah, yeah. So we have a few different words that you can use instead of sleep. And we're starting off with the word doze, D-O-Z-E, doze. D-O-Z-E or in American English, D-O-Z-E. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so to doze, yeah, that's another word for sleeping, but I, I kind of think of that more briefly, right? Like maybe you're, I don't know, I'm thinking now it's summer here in Barcelona. So on the weekend, maybe having like a lazy Sunday afternoon, you might just feel like dozing on the couch. So just kind of like being in that state where you're just lying about and having a quick nap or closing your eyes and relaxing a little bit, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I would imagine it as well. This word collocates with off. So you might say, oh, I dozed off for a few minutes. So that's like when you fall asleep, you know, maybe you're feeling a bit tired. And like you said, you're resting on the sofa or the couch and those moments where you, you just can't keep your eyes open and you doze off. Right. Or maybe you go to the movie theater and the movie is not very compelling. And so you might doze off during the movie. You fall asleep just because it's not, it's not gripping enough. It's not getting your attention. Exactly. Yeah. Or you can imagine that, um, that episode from Friends where I think Ross goes to a talk about fashion with her and he dozes off as well. <laughs> he falls asleep and starts snoring as well and embarrasses her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So what's the next one? I guess this is probably similar. It is. And I think we mentioned it in the intro and I think you just mentioned it as well. And this is one that probably most people have heard of and it's nap. Mm -hmm. And we say also like cat nap or a power nap. So what does that mean as opposed to if you just use the word nap? So I guess if you imagine like a a cat having having a little nap, you know, it's a short nap maybe, as opposed to having mm -hmm. a longer one. But it's not good to have long naps, is it? Because then it can affect your sleep at night. Yeah, there's different, I've heard different things uh, that it should either be 20 minutes or less or like between six and 20 minutes. They say there's benefits, even if you just do like a six minute nap. Uh, but then longer than that, you can get, um, there's a technical term for this that I can't think of right now, but basically that feeling where if you take 
a longer nap and you wake up and you're feeling really groggy. Mm. That's another really great sleep related word. So groggy means that, I mean, you can imagine when you take a nap and you wake up and you're not really feeling so great. You're feeling like a little bit hungover, a little bit like you're still halfway asleep. So that is what happens if your nap is a bit too long, but it can also be beneficial to take like a really long nap. So like if it's an hour and Mm. a half, that's actually good. But if it's between 20 minutes and an hour and a half, then you'll probably wake up with that groggy feeling. Yeah, that's the worst. When you wake up feeling groggy and you're like, oh, why did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) But that's why in business, it's become quite popular in the States, at least, to take a power nap. I think the word that they'll use because you say power nap because it's quick. It's like 20 minutes or less and you wake up and you're re-energized, you're revitalized Mm -hmm. since we used vitality before and you can, you know, hit the ground running. Very nice. Yes, it's true. So we've got power nap in there too. So that's like, yeah, when you want to get some more energy up so that you can continue doing what you want to do or working. Yeah, those Mm -hmm. are really good. And this has become quite trendy in the US. I don't know if it's, has that also happened, do you think, in the UK? Probably. Yeah. I think for productivity and stuff, it's it's handy, right? Mm -hmm. I've heard of certain companies nowadays that are even installing rooms for taking naps that are like dark and maybe they have like some quiet music and like beds or different things that you can sleep on. It's kind of the perception of this is changing, right? That people used to think like naps are for lazy people or sleep is for lazy people. But now because of all the science coming out, we're realizing how important it is to actually be effective and stuff. So now we're seeing like, okay, sleep is what people who are really productive do. So you better get that nap in in the middle of the day. You make better make sure you're getting like eight to nine hours of sleep. So the whole thing is switching onto its head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely interesting and very, very useful. I think, yeah, I don't think it should be associated with being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And we live in Barcelona. So in Spain, and I believe in Portugal, there's another word that they would use, mm-hmm. which is a siesta. And if you want to say it like an English speaker, you can say siesta. But I think because of the I mean, this, this is something that's been part of the culture here for, I think, hundreds of years or something, that during the hottest parts of the day, you would actually sleep and businesses will actually close. Although maybe nowadays, I think this is losing popularity. But it's funny, too, that we've adopted this word in English. Also, you might say, like, I'm going to take a siesta instead of I'm going to take a nap, right? Yeah, definitely. And a lot of my family and friends always ask me, like, oh, now you live in Spain, now you live in Barcelona, do you have a siesta? And things like that. (laughs) (laughs) But to be honest, I think in the summer it is needed. Like, I do find that in the Mm. summer I tend to nap more than I do any other time of year because just because of that heat, you do sometimes just need that rest and, you know, to to get re-energized. Get your vitality back. Yes. Or either that or crank up the AC. Mm, Exactly. What does AC stand for? Air conditioning, right? Yeah. We tend to say aircon a lot as well in the UK. Aircon. That's a little bit like in the US how you'd say an ad. And I think in the UK you'd say an advert. Yes. Yeah, it's true. For advertisement. You say that differently too, don't you? (laughs) Or advertisement. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Great. And I think we have a couple more words, right, before we move on to expressions. Yeah, two more words. And I think the next one is a bit more American, but I've definitely heard it, which Mm. is why it's on the list. Um, And it's shut-eye. Shut-eye. Yeah. You might say, I guess this could be referred to a nap or it could refer to, you've had a really long day, you just really need to get some shut-eye, like you're ready for to go to bed Mm. a bit earlier or something like that. So just basically means sleep, right? And that comes from 
the word eye and shut. So it's like you're, you need to shut your eyes, right? Shut eye. Exactly. Yeah. So shut is the same as closed. So you close your eyes to go to sleep usually. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where that one comes from. For most of us. If you're not sleepwalking, sleep talking maybe. Uh, Yeah. And what's the final one? So the final one is snooze. It's such a fun word. Snooze. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I wonder if people know this because we'd say like an alarm clock or nowadays like on your phone, if you set an alarm, you have the snooze button. Mm. But I'm not sure if the same word is used in a lot of other languages or if every language has its own word for this. But that's that's a good example of that, right? Is sometimes in the morning you feel like you need another five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever the case is. So you'd hit the snooze button. Yeah. It's so funny that there's a snooze button, isn't it? But it's just so that you can sleep a few minutes longer. Exactly. All right. So now we have some of the different expressions. I think some of them have to do with sleeping and other ones maybe don't necessarily, right? Yes. All right. So what's the first one that we have? So talking of naps, the first one is 40 winks. And this one comes from like, if you think about a nap, maybe being 40 minutes, you could say, oh, I'm just going to have 40 winks. Do you use this one or is it British? I have heard that before. I don't know if I would ever, if I've ever used that, but like a wink too is interesting because it's like with one eye, Mm. right? Like blink is both and wink is one. So it's interesting. It's like 40 winks with one eye. How are you like alternating between the two? (laughs) Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. That's why this one's quite interesting because if you've never heard of it before, you would probably wonder like what on earth? are they talking about? Mm -hmm. But people tend to use this, yeah, when they're talking about having a nap. So how would you use that? So you might say, oh, I'm just going to go and have 40 winks. Or maybe if you've just woken up from a nap, you'd say, oh, I just had 40 winks or something. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun one. Yeah. All right. What's next up? So if you're tired, you have to have your beauty sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I suppose that doesn't really mean anything other than just like getting sleep. But it's interesting, actually, after reading that book that we were talking about, the why we sleep that he talks about, I think, at some point in that book that it's actually does change your appearance if you're and most people, I think, are aware of this, right, that if you don't sleep enough, you get bags under your eyes, we say for like when your your eyes are heavy, or you might get crow's feet, which are like the wrinkles to the left or right of your eye. So if you want to. Um, so I think that's why people will sometimes say that you need to get your beauty sleep, meaning that because it's so revitalizing to, to get when you get enough sleep, that you'll actually look more beautiful in the morning. Exactly. Because, you know, there are some days maybe where you don't have great sleep and then you wake up and like you said, you don't feel your best. Maybe you don't look your best. You have the dark circles as well under your eyes and you can just tell, I guess maybe like you, you can tell maybe people with that are parents just becoming parents they have a young baby (laughs) or even a dog when you first get a puppy it can be difficult as well yeah yeah. or you've um you've had a big night out and then you have to wake up early the next day or something so i i remember actually i think before i got married like the night of my the night before my wedding i think my mom was like oh come on you have to get to bed you have to have your beauty sleep (laughs) (laughs) tomorrow's the big day. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a great one to use. Um, I think it's good too if you're avoiding criticism maybe for for trying to get some extra sleep in. Yeah. (laughs) 
Just a quick interruption to ask you a question. Do you ever feel frustrated when you are listening to a podcast, watching a TV series, or you are in a conversation in English and you do not understand what is said? Wouldn't it be great if there was some way to understand real English without getting lost and without getting bored? Well, now there is. With our real life native immersion course, we will take you on a 41 week real life adventure of the English language. Each week exploring a different topic connected to our goal to help you understand and use your English in the real world. Just imagine understanding your favorite TV series without subtitles or confidently speaking with someone and comprehending everything they say. You can do it and we're here to help. And the best part is you can try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com slash pod to sign up. That's P-O-D. Or simply click the link in the description of this episode. All right. What's the next expression we have on the list? So the next one is to be sound asleep. So what's the difference between saying sleep and asleep? Oh, that's a good question. So asleep is used as an adjective and sleep would be a verb or a noun. Right. So you'd use asleep when you're wanting to describe that something or someone is in the state of sleeping, right? And when you're saying the verb or the noun, when you're talking about it, you do sleep or when you're saying the action of it would be sleep. So that's the only difference. But I think a lot of learners will get confused by that. Yeah. So you could say sound asleep or you could even say fast asleep as well. Those can have similar meanings. And you basically use this when you want to describe that someone is in a deep sleep. So if someone is sound asleep, Mm -hmm. it means that they are totally asleep, that like if you made a noise, they wouldn't hear you. Because maybe sometimes you'll drop something and then you go to check on your child or someone that you don't want to wake up and you say, oh, they're sound asleep. So they didn't get disturbed. It didn't wake them up. Exactly. Maybe it's American. We might say someone's really out of it Mm. in the same sense. They're really out of it. Like they're dead to the world. That's another expression you could say when they're so tired, you know, that they, you you, like you said, you could drop something or make a loud noise and they just won't wake up because they're so, they're so tired. They're so sound asleep. Yeah. Dog tired as well. That's another one, isn't it? Dog tired. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Similar to that, we have that you could sleep like a log, maybe when you're feeling really tired, which is a log is like a like a tree. If a tree falls, it becomes a log basically, right? And so it's something that's inanimate. So if you sleep like a log, it's like basically you're sleeping like an inanimate object, right? Yeah, it's like you're so still, you're just lying there sleeping like a log, not moving. <laughs> so yeah. we use it to describe like, when you sleep really well, right? Yeah, you could say I slept like a log, right? In the morning if you're like just slept straight through, didn't wake up at all. Yeah, exactly. All right. What's the next one we have? So when you want to say that you're going to go to sleep, you can say that you're going to hit the sack or you could say that you're going to hit mm. the hay. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Hit the sack, is that a, does that sound American to you? Yes. I've always thought of that like, you're going to hit the sack, like maybe like a sleeping bag or something. A sack is like a bag. Mm. And so it's kind of like saying like the bed is like a, a sack. The hay, I guess that's probably historical, right? That we used to sleep on mattresses made of hay. Yeah. Or you even imagine like a stable as well, full of hay and you just hit the hay. So you fall asleep there <laughs> on the hay, you know, that. That could be a too, if you're tired enough. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what is hay? So it's basically like straw. Um, if you imagine in a farm where lots of the animals, they either eat the straw or sometimes they sleep and there's like barrels of hay or bags of hay. Um, and it's just this like yellow kind of straw and lots of it. Yeah. I was thinking that like what horses eat, right? Mm, yeah. There, there's like a, a saying, well, or like a joke, I suppose, that I think people will say it's impolite to say hey, you know, like hey, like instead of hello. And so maybe if you said hey to someone and they're wanting to educate you and being more polite, they might say hey is for horses. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> You've never heard that? No, maybe it's um, more American. That's interesting, though. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, is something that we all, I mean, we use all the time. Yeah. But I, I remember hearing that sometimes when I was a kid. They might mm. be like, Ethan, hey, is for horses. Oh, <laughs> where are your manners? <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that, that's a fun play on words. All right. What's something that someone might say if you're saying, I'm going to go to bed? So they might say to you, good night, sleep tight. Yeah, that's a really common response if someone says good night. I think that's a good thing to note too, is that good night isn't a greeting in English, right? Mm. That we only use that pretty much when it's nighttime and someone is leaving or when they're going to bed. We'll say a lot, good night. Mm -hmm. And a response if someone says they're going to bed, you could say sleep tight or good night, sleep tight. Exactly. And there's an extension to this. Do you use it in the States as well? Sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. We do use that. Yes. So I guess this one is like a rhyme, isn't it? Yeah. And I think we used to be told this a lot as kids, like as a little joke, right? Good night, sleep tight, don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Now I'm going to bed thinking about <laughs> bed bugs biting me. <laughs> <laughs> That's why that's, yeah, so horrifying. All right. So that can be useful to say if, you, if there's a kid, you could use that, the full thing. Or if you're talking to an adult, maybe just sleep tight, mm-hmm. which is interesting too. It's sleep tight. Like, what does that mean? Sleep tight. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I think it's just because it it's it rhymes and maybe it kind of mm-hmm. just means it's a way of saying like, have a good sleep. Yeah. All right. What's next up on our list? If you don't sleep tight, you might... <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. If you don't sleep tight, you might wake up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> yeah, that's a great expression. We use that all the time. Like someone's grumpy in the morning. They seem just a little bit angry or sensitive. You might say, well, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Yeah, definitely. I think I've used this a lot as well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's yeah. been told to me as well. <laughs> it happens to to all of us, right? Yeah, it's funny. Not getting enough sleep can affect your mood for sure. Mm-hmm. So we have a couple different expressions we could use that might cause someone to wake up on the wrong side of the bed, right? Yeah. So if you wake up and you might say, I didn't sleep a wink, Mm -hmm. then if you're grumpy all morning, someone will tell you, oh, you woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But if you didn't sleep a wink, going back to like 40 winks, it just means that you didn't get any sleep that night. Yeah. Maybe the bed bugs were biting you. Yeah. That certainly would cause you to not sleep a wink. It is funny how we use wink for sleep. Mm-hmm. It's strange because you might sleep with one eye open if you're just winking. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> that's a that's an interesting one sleep with one eye open i just recognize this a lot from movies and from tv series as well you know like if someone has annoyed you or if they're being rude and you'd say to them sleep with one eye open like just warning them you better sleep with one eye open yeah it's a threat right exactly to say that you something bad is coming for you and so you better have an eye open while you sleep because it could come in your sleep or something. I guess that's pretty horrible as well. Mm -hmm. And what might be like the opposite? We said, don't sleep a wink. Maybe you're just so comfortable in your bed. You're sleeping so tightly. I don't know if we can say that, but (laughs) that you might miss your alarm clock, right? Yeah. So when that happens, you oversleep. So you might be like, oh, I overslept. I'm late for work and you're rushing around. Right. I think that happens a lot to teenagers because That's actually one of the interesting things too in that book. I don't know if you've gotten to that part yet where he talks about like teenagers actually have a different uh, circadian rhythm. Their their timing is different. So they they naturally need to go to bed later and wake up later. But because we kind of like for schools, most schools force teenagers to wake up early. They tend to oversleep a lot just Mm -hmm. because like naturally at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m. whenever they're supposed to wake up for school, they're just not ready yet. And so it's true. It's quite bad when you think about it. Like it's not really teenagers fault. it's just, you know, the way that their bodies work, but then they still have to get up early for school. Yeah. It's talking about that. We need to change the school system for that, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. What do we have next on the list? Okay. So the next expression is I won't lose sleep over it. And it's usually something or someone. So maybe you've had a disagreement or an argument with someone at work or a friend. um, And maybe to express that you're moving on from it, you would say, I'm not going to lose sleep over it or I won't lose sleep over it. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit like saying that something's not that big of a deal, right? Or you don't really care about it that much. Yeah, exactly. Great. We just have a few more. So what's the next one? The next one is to sleep it off. So maybe you've had a bad day, maybe you've been a bit stressed and, you know, you're tired and you just want to go to bed. So you say, oh, I'll sleep it off. And it's basically to describe when you basically just want to get over something and like tomorrow's a new day, you'll wake up, you'll forget about it or you'll move on. So if something, if you've been through something negative or difficult, you can sleep it off. Right. Yeah. I think you might say that too, if maybe you like got, you hurt yourself a little bit, but maybe someone's like really worried about you and you're like, oh, I can, I'm just going to sleep it off. Mm, That's true. Or maybe if you have like a headache or maybe you're hungover, you might need to sleep that off as well. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right. What's the next one? So the next expression is, I could do it in my sleep. Mm. It's to say, maybe some of the listeners have heard before the expression, it's a piece of cake, mm-hmm. right? To say something is extremely easy. So you could say, oh, that's that's nothing. I could do it in my sleep to say something's extremely easy. Exactly. You might have heard as well, like, oh, I could do it with my eyes closed. And this is, I guess, even an extension of that, like, oh, I could do it in my sleep. (laughs) Or you could say I could do it with an arm tied behind my back. Oh, yeah, that's true. They're quite similar. We have a lot of a lot of different ways to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good I almost think of that like a taunt or something if someone's like, you couldn't do whatever. Mm. You could say, I could do it in my sleep, or I could do it with an arm tied behind my back. Yeah, you'd say it with attitude. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Gotta use that attitude. Yeah. All right. So we have two more. And of course, if you want even more, then you have to go check out 
the post on our Instagram to learn different sleep-related phrasal verbs, which we use all the time in English. But I love this next one because I actually have a dog now, so it's one that I could find quite useful. What is it? Let sleeping dogs lie. Right. And why do we say this one? This is, again, like maybe when you've had an argument or a disagreement with someone and you don't want to keep talking about it or continue it, right? So you would just say, well, let's just let sleeping dogs lie. So is it a little bit as well, like agree to disagree, maybe even? Mm. Yeah, sounds like that. It's kind of a way to move on, right, from that disagreement. Mm. My dad used to use this with me all the time because when I was younger, I never wanted to actually, like literally, I didn't want to let the sleeping dogs lie, which means like let them, basically let the sleeping dogs sleep, right? Yeah. (laughs) I would always like bother them while they were sleeping. Oh, wow. Because I wanted to play with them or something. So he used it literally. He used it literally with me a lot, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. And last but not least. Well, this is... Very American, I think. Is it? So it's catch some Z's. Catch some Z's. What are Z's in this case? Yeah, so you may think of the sleeping emoji with like the, there's usually three, the, the letter Z or Z coming coming out of its <laughs> mouth because it's sleeping. So yeah, it's like to basically sleep or wink. If you think of um, you didn't sleep a wink or 40 winks, catch some Z's. Mm-hmm catch some z's yeah this is it's very much like the cartoons too and the cartoons they'd always show like you know something uh whatever the character sleeping and snoring snoring is people who make noise through their like nose or mouth while they're sleeping Mm -hmm. so you'd always see them snoring away and the z's over their head so that's a, a really great one i'm surprised that you didn't say catch some z's that's why I said it's quite American, I think, because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we wouldn't say catch some Zs. It sounds so weird. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something maybe the BBC trying to Britannicize uh, yeah. an American expression. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, as we said, if you want to continue your learning, don't miss out on that post over on Instagram. And why don't you download the Real Life app if you haven't already and go have a conversation with someone and try to use one or a couple of these expressions or new words that you learned. The best way to remember vocabulary really is to put it into use right away. So that's a really great practice that you can get in to activate all this vocabulary that you learned or expressions. And... Thanks so much for joining us today, and we'll see you next week on the Real Life English Podcast. One, two, three. Aww, yeah. yeah. Hey again, I hope you enjoyed today's lesson. Don't be a stranger. You can find all the notes like vocabulary, links, and more for this lesson on our blog at reallifeglobal.com. And connect with us and on Instagram at reallife.english for even more fun English recommendations. Do you want to continue your learning and get confident, fluent English? Then I have a couple great recommendations for you. First of all, check out our YouTube channel, Learn English with TV series, where you can have fun learning to understand fast-speaking natives with your favorite movies, series, and more without getting lost, without missing the jokes, and without subtitles. Second, if you like our podcast, then our real-life native immersion course is perfect for you. It is the next best thing to studying abroad in an English-speaking country. Try it for free with our three-part power learning series. Just go to reallifeglobal.com pod to sign up. 
Finally, if you are enjoying our podcast, then please assist us in helping more people go beyond the classroom and live their English. You can do this by sending a link to this podcast to a friend or by leaving us a five-star review wherever you are listening. We might even shout you out on the podcast. Stay healthy and safe, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Aw, yeah.